And this week, our guest is Jay Daniel, a local from right around St. Petersburg, Florida. So he's going to walk us through the uh, the locals' best things to do uh, at the at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. So welcome to the show, Jay. Right on, Abby. Thank you for having me. And uh, I, I'm just going to I'm going to throw it out there right now. I feel a little uncomfortable not having Molly around. I feel like there should be an adult in the room. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, no adult supervision whatsoever. <laughs> oh, this could get dangerous. <laughs> could get out of control very quickly. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So how many years have you been going to the, the Grand Prix? I think I've been to the Grand Prix about eight years in a row now. Eight years Excellent. sounds about right. About 2013, I think, was the first trip and uh, have not missed one. Um, you know, St. Pete and uh, they've, they've done what they can to, to force us to miss one, shutting down for uh, the pandemic or at least delaying. But, yes. Uh, yeah, well, we've we've kept a pretty consistent streak, I would say. Yeah. And uh, and you guys do a whole. What is it? Champions Club or. Yeah. Champions Club is what they call that. And uh, it's it's just a couple extra. It's basically your paddock pass um, with a couple extra perks like the uh, grid walk. You get uh, access to the grid walk Sunday before the race. You get the paddock pass and they throw in uh, a souvenir lanyard uh, credential holder. And uh, yeah, then there's some some other advertised, you know, rebates and discounts and stuff when you're when you're on the grounds. But uh, I, I, I would tell you it's worth it for the grid walk um, this year. Champions Club is actually sold out. So if you don't have it already, you're too late. Sorry for your luck. Jump on it for next year, though. Yeah, I say there's a lesson learned. Order, right. order it early next order year. Order early, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, for the cost, it seems like you get a pretty good bang for your buck. Oh, for sure, absolutely. You get some. You know, the uh, the only thing I wish we had a better venue for the actual paddock area. Um, but still, you know, it's it's paddock access and you've got a chance to go down there and hang out and talk to the crews and occasionally catch a driver, you know, maybe talk to an engineer. It's a lot of fun. But in St. Pete, they have them all kind of mashed into this uh, rather unattractive parking garage that uh, <laughs> yes. is attached right to uh, the Dolly Museum. Um, so it's 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 not quite the same mystique as you'd get at the 500 or, or lots of the other tracks, but it's still a paddock access and uh, and and it's all about accessing the talent. You know, that's that's where the fans want to be. And, and uh, yeah, it's hard to beat that, I would say. And like you said, for the money, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you can't. You can't, especially with as accessible as our drivers are in IndyCar, like having a paddock pass just always pays for itself. Right on. Right on. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're guaranteed to run into somebody. And if you yeah, they're always good about doing photos and signatures. And yeah, and like you said, even catching engineers and crew members. You know, we were uh, uh, the Kurtz and I and I think Tim, we were kind of plowing through that crowd one year and we came across uh, Mr. Connor Daly. And this was uh, before Mr. Connor Daly ever had a ride in an Indy car. And he was just kind of hanging out. And he gave us a full 20, 30 minutes of his time just chatting down there in that uh, in that nasty 
parking garage. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's, like like we always say, you just don't have that kind of access to uh, the celebrities in other major sporting events, um, even other major motor sports events. Um, IndyCar does a really good job, I think, and the teams and the drivers. They really are so much more accessible in IndyCar than than almost anything else that I've been a part of. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, and it's amazing um, if you ever have a chance to get pit passes. I highly recommend that at any race um, just because how close we're allowed to get even in pit lane where people are, are working and doing things. Um, it's just fantastic. I mean, we're, you can stand pretty much right up against where their pit stall is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so let me tell you a little bit about our beautiful city here, St. Petersburg. I, yes. I am a semi-functioning adult, which means I know how to run a search engine. So I ran out and I grabbed a couple of fun facts for you guys for St. Pete's. Um, I didn't know this myself, but I thought this one was kind of fun. Uh, St. Pete's, Florida, consistently ranks among the top cities for the LGBTQ people to live and to visit. I had no idea that was true. We also hold a Guinness World Record. They're actually in the Guinness World Records book for this, for logging the most consecutive days of sunshine. It was a stretch that began in 1967, and it lasted for 768 days. So what's that, a little more than two years? Yeah. So not too shabby. The Sunshine State is uh, living up to its living up to its name. Um, let's see what else we got. I'm, and I'm going to pronounce this word very carefully because I know I'm on the call with Abby. <laughs> it is a peninsular city, which means it's surrounded on three sides by water. Uh, we've got the Gulf Coast. You've got the Tampa Bay on the other side. It's 244 miles of shoreline, and right in the downtown area, right near where the race is being held every year, there's seven miles of preserved downtown waterfront, which turns out to be the third largest urban waterfront park system in all of North America. Again, wow. I have no idea, but St. Pete's kind of an amazing place, and uh, uh, let's see, it's not... It's one of those cities that's not too big, but it's also not too small. It, it fits right in that little niche. Population's about 250K as of the 2020 census. I mean, it really does just fit right in that niche of, you know, not not too big, not too small. And the downtown area is just fantastic. I mean, there's so many fun restaurants, bars, um, you know, all kinds of places on the water. You can go out on um, the pier. Just there's so many fun things to do around there. Yeah, the the pier is is brand new. It still has that new pier smell to it. We had it does. To, we had to tear down the old one, and for I, I think for a couple of years, all the all the drawings were tied up with the engineering and and the uh, city hall. But they finally decided on a design that everybody kind of got behind. And uh, what's funny, I was kind of pulling through some tidbits online a couple nights ago, getting ready for this. And uh, the Piers website, if you if you look, they have this fantastic aerial view, um, like a satellite view of the pier. And it's the new pier with all the fancy angles, and it's very attractive. But as you zoom in, 
the closer you get at one moment, it just kind of shifts and the website shows you the old pier and all its glory. <laughs> so, that gave me a chuckle. I had to go back and do it a couple of times to make sure I wasn't seeing things. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's a, and there's fun shops downtown as well. Oh, there's, yeah, great, great stuff. But, you know, we're, we're talking to race fans, right? So they want, what do they want most? Drink and food. Bars. Right? Yeah. What's the name of the place the, that's my favorite that I never remember the name of? The, the, the place that I believe is your favorite is called Fresco's Waterfront Bistro. So that's the one that's... Um, it's oh, that's the food. best. Yeah, that's, that's the best for food. Yeah, it's not on the pier, but it's right at the base of the pier. And they've got uh, this great big wraparound deck. You've got views of all the open water and the marina. They do fresh seafood, they do steaks, they do burgers, they do pasta. They've got all kinds of great stuff on the menu there. They and, do key uh, lime pie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to find a place in St. Pete that doesn't claim to have the, the world's greatest key lime pie. But I've tried them all, and, and they're all pretty damn good. <laughs> no question <laughs> about it. <laughs> but I think uh, Fresco's is the one you're thinking of. Um, no, Fresco's is definitely... Um, yeah, the one I love for food. What's the bar that I love that uh, we went to last year? Oh, that's uh, um, <laughs> it's something. Uh, it's some sporty name. Let me let me pull up a. It is like a sporty that. name. Yeah, I, I, like jock straps or something like that. No, that can't, <laughs> that can't be that. not quite. That can't oh. be that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I never remember the name, but we always end, end up at it because, yeah, it's a very fun place. But, yeah, but there's a lot of a lot of really fun bars around there. Uh, we just have our favorite. But Let's see. Of- yeah, so out on the pier, um, if, you, if you're looking to spend a lot of money, the big old marquee eatery uh, at the very end of the pier, located up on the fourth floor of that new building, is a place called Teak, which um, – you might want to bring daddy's credit card if you're going to go pop in there and, and <laughs> have some drinks, but you cannot beat it for the views it'll give you of the Bay and uh, of the general downtown area. Uh, there's another place that's kind of midway out the pier called Doc's, uh, Doc Ford's Rum Bar and Grill. I been, yeah, I haven't been to this one myself, but I was, uh, Lisa and I stopped in at one over... Uh, I want to say it, it was down south of here. We were out of town for a little little getaway. And man, that place was fantastic. But haven't tried the one in St. Pete, so that's on my to-do list for this year. Oh, yeah, we should definitely do that this year. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, that should be on our list for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and for our personal St. Pete plans, um, we have a nice – we're going to have a, a guest drop-in from the one and only Birdie. On Saturday. Oh, I didn't know that. Birdie's coming? Yes. Well, she's actually already in Florida, and they're staying in Treasure Island. And so since I'm coming down, she's down there for like three weeks um, because she's retired, and um, that's what she likes to do in the wintertime. Uh, So, yeah. Wait to see her again. That's going to be great. Yeah. So, yeah, she's going to come over uh, to Brett's sister and brother-in-law's place and meet us there on Saturday. Right on. That sounds perfect. Yeah, so yeah, she's excited and she was like, Now who all is gonna be there? And I was like, Well, obviously Jay and Lisa and so yeah, I was like, the Kurt's gonna be there, Brett, and yeah, she's excited to see everybody. 
<laughs> so. All right, cool. You want to talk about the track itself? I got some notes on that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I love most about the track, uh, is that front straightaway. Yeah, man, that's, that's what makes this track, I think. So if anybody, you know, listeners that maybe haven't been to St. Pete yet, um, we have this fantastic little general aviation airport that actually sits right along the water's edge, right off of downtown St. Pete. It's called Albert Witted Airport. Now, there's no commercial airline service into Albert Witted, so forget it. You can't book a flight to take you straight in there. There is some nearby airports that'll give you options, but this one's strictly general aviation. So when race day comes, actually probably about four weeks ahead of race day, they start shutting down the streets in downtown St. Pete, and they partition off the long runway, which is runway 7 slash 25, it's a 3,676 foot long runway that becomes that main straight. And one of the best places to watch the race, I, I hope I don't regret sharing this information, but <laughs> Grandstand 1 uh, sits right outside of Turn 1. So right as the cars come across the start-finish line, they have to decelerate super, super hard to make a, a very tight right-hand turn. And Grandstand 1 sits just on the outside of that. Is it so 1 or is it 10? I thought it was Grandstand 10. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, it's Turn 1, Grandstand 10. Thank you for the correction. You are dead on the numbers. Um, all right. Although, let's see if I can find my stupid notes here. There's, uh, so if you're, I guess my point there is if you're into chaos, <laughs> that's probably the best seat in the house. Oh, 100%. Because that turn, well, and the the runway's so wide, and then it just gets narrow in that in turn one, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of fuckery that happens right there. Exactly. We saw, I think, and I'm going to forget the year that it was, but we saw probably a dozen cars go out in the first <laughs> two laps, and uh, our, our man Marco Andretti ended up uh, completely inverted and completely unhappy. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine not not getting in even to lap three that year. That was a rough yeah. Mm. There's been a couple of those, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, those are great stands, and they're great stands, um, especially if you're in any any type of photography. You can get some really great photos of the cars coming into that turn since they all have to slam on their brakes right. um, to make that little hairpin. Yep, that's true. And then so after turn one at the end of the runway, there's there's uh, a tight little Turn two takes you under a couple of pedestrian bridges. And then turn three goes to the right and uh, heads a couple blocks up First Street Southeast. Um, four, five, six, seven, eight kind of takes you in and around Al Lang Stadium, Pioneer Park. And then for the cameras and the viewers at home, turn nine turns you on to Bayshore Drive Northeast, which is that long stretch that goes right down alongside the marina. So that's going to take us kind of up to turn 10, which is um, probably my second favorite view spot. Um, mm-hmm. We'll watch some of the lights races and some of the feeder series from grandstand number 23, just outside of turn 10. It's got a fantastic view of everybody coming down through that um, on that approach to turn 10. And then it's a, a left-hander, not quite 90 degrees, that takes them down uh, down. Dan Weldon Way, which is in fact named for St. Pete's famous IndyCar driver, Dan Weldon. 
Um, and then, you know, 11, 12, 13, you circle right back around to uh, the far end of the runway. And that's the that's the whole course. It is a great course. And I agree with you on your on that other stand uh, stand 23. Um, that is that's my second favorite. Hard to beat. I think the, spot to watch as well. The only guys that have better seats than the guys in 10 and 23 are the guys in the air traffic control tower. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure those guys, first of all, they're getting paid to be there. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they uh, they can see pretty much the whole track from their vantage point. 360 degrees windows, air conditioning. Uh, I guess the only real kick in the butt there is is they're probably not drinking like the rest of us are. So well, <laughs> you trade up. You, you would hope down. not. Yeah, you trade up, you trade down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll I'll stick with our seats. I don't want to give up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, no, the yeah, the ROI on that, not as good. <laughs> oh. Well, well speaking news, of um so, some of the things newsworthy. I'm sorry, I hate to talk oh, over you. I'm I'm no, you I should shut my mouth. But no, 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 go ahead. I wanna I wanna complain a little bit about about my lovely crown jewel of the Gulf Coast, St. Petersburg, because they went ahead and they passed some new rental mm. ordinance. And and I, I want the radio, I, I want the podcast listeners out there to know this is occurring because it might affect plans that you're trying to make even for next year, for 2023. So properties within the city limits, city of St. Petersburg, um, what they've done is they've limited short-term rentals to just three times for any given property within any consecutive 365 day period. So it is pretty much puts a hard stop on all of the VRBO and Airbnb options that we've gotten used to having over the past couple of years. Um, So you're almost at a point now where you gotta stay in a hotel if you want to be walking distance to the track or you've got to have a friend or relative um, that you can check up with if you're going to be walking distance to the track. So big disappointment, I think, uh, took uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of great little uh, options just right off the table for race fans. Well, and and like you said, I mean, there are people that are going to end up staying in hotels and if they want to you know have a cheaper hotel option they're going to stay further away which means that you're actually driving away business exactly. from downtown st pete yep exactly that exactly that yeah, so because why would you stop and eat in downtown st pete if you've got a you know a 30 minute drive back to your hotel you're going to stop by your hotel yeah and and i think and i'm not positive of this but i think that this indycar race is probably the first major event that the city has held since this law went into effect. So I'll be very curious to see how City Hall feels about it uh, after all the numbers come in from this year. Hopefully they'll they'll do a little reverse course. We'll see what happens. I hope so, because I really enjoyed the Airbnbs we've had the last couple of years. No, they've, they've all been fantastic. Yeah, they have absolutely. been. We've yeah. had a great time. So luckily, uh, I know you, uh, and so we're, we're shagging up at your house. That's um, right. We're going we're gonna to have to pull out air mattresses and cots. It's going to look like a makeshift hospital here. So I was going to say it's going to look like uh, a 10-year-old girl slumber party, just bodies <laughs> everywhere. Exactly that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to remind me of like Thanksgiving when I was a little kid with all the cousins, and they just threw all the kids in the basement, and we were just, I mean, 
all over the place. Yep. yep. Every chair, every couch, just, yeah. So uh, let's see, other things you don't want to miss when you're at the track, uh, there is a uh, memorial actually dedicated to Dan Weldon and it's located uh, just behind, I think it's Grandstand 6. So it's kind of right off of the, uh, like the food court area where all the food truck guys yeah. pull up. And um, it's definitely worth uh, a little selfie shot to go down there and, and take a look at that. It is um, very cool. There's a plaque for every driver and team that has won the race. And uh, that's, that's a tradition that just continues uh, every year. So you can find your favorite winner for the St. Pete race and, and get a photo while you're there. Of course, Dan Weldon was, um, was a local. He kind of adopted St. Pete as his home. And mm -hmm. so um, he's, he's got a huge following even to this day. St. Pete thinks of Dan as one of their own. Lionheart shall not be forgotten in our lovely little town. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, no, that that memorial is very cool. Highly recommend. Yeah, the, Highly the recommend. Issue, yeah, the only issue I personally have with that memorial is that Team Penske is up there 10 times. There are 10 different Team Penske plaques on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other from the particular eyesore that might create for somebody, it's uh, it's it's a it's a very lovely place to be. <laughs> Other than that, it's perfect. Other than uh, that, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, and in years past, we have also enjoyed the party barge, which we shall see if it's back this year. Yeah, it's back. At least it's on the event map. It's it's going by. Ooh. It's going by the name. Uh, see if I can get this right. Horse Soldier Bourbon Waterside Club, which is a mouthful. I'm going to continue to call it the party barge myself. Party barge. Yeah, but, but to get there, uh, you, you cross over the um, pedestrian bridge that should, uh, from the map, I'm assuming it's going to be adorned with a bunch of Woody's advertising. It's the Woody's pedestrian track, mm -hmm. but that'll take you right over there. It's a, it's a floating dock. It's got a fantastic bar. And uh, yeah, we've we've taken some naps out there. <laughs> we some, have. Some we unintentional have. naps out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great place to be when you're not in the grandstands. <laughs> it really is. Uh, they've got TV, so you can still watch track activity. Um, yeah. You remember the year that we, uh, well, I mean, not us alone, but everybody there that we drank them out of liquor? I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little embarrassing for the for the barkeeps, I suppose. But, uh, you know, <laughs> in their defense, I guess they didn't know who they were dealing with, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like margarita. They're like, we're out of tequila. You've ordered too many. Of You'd be out of tequila. <laughs> it's a race weekend. I think that was my response. Was, <laughs> I'm sure that it was. Yeah. How can you be out of tequila? You're a bar. Uh, you should be ashamed exactly. of yourself. Exactly. So uh, there's a, another cool spot um, for grabbing a beer or a wine or a cocktail and a burger is uh, a place that's actually there year round. It's called The Hangar. And it's attached to the, the terminal building um, right at the end of that same runway. Now, normally, when it's not a race weekend, the uh, outside seating at this place called The Hangar, which is a restaurant and bar, you've got this fantastic view of the waterfront area. And you've got, uh, of course, a, an unobstructed view of the runways. But 
don't count on that uh, when you come for race weekend because they'll put those grandstands up and all the food trucks and all the haulers, everything gets parked in there and it, it badly blocks the view of the track, but it's still great outdoor seating. It's in the heart of all of the atmosphere and you can hear all the engines racing and roaring by as they kind of fly through turn two. Um, great little spot. And it's a, it's a spot I, I like all times of the year, the hangar. So check that one out too. Oh, that one is definitely up there. Uh, we have spent a lot of time there. And actually, depending on where you're out on the outside, you actually can see some of the uh, the runway. Yeah, you can get you can get glimpses. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah you need to come down sometime when uh, when it's just a old St. Pete weekend, because uh, you, you'll have a whole new appreciation for the for the view you get from that deck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that is. Uh... It is a cool, but it's, yeah, it's a cool, cool deck, cool little restaurant. They have great food. Um, and we've always had excellent service there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They're, yeah. they're, they're they make a, they, they just do it right. They got it. They got it all figured out. They've been there for years and years and, uh, they just got it all figured out. Definitely, uh, definitely worth your stop. Oh yeah. They, uh, they make a good bloody Mary and they've always got an assortment of fun mules. Yes, uh, they do. And, yeah. and the I, other thing I guess I would say about the hangar is their prices are not through the roof. You are no. not you are not paying, you know, that exorbitant king's ransom fee because you're at St. Pete on a race weekend. They're they're gonna they're gonna have the same pricing on their menu and drink list as they always have. And trust me when I tell you, it's probably the most affordable place in the whole town. So definitely check them out. Honestly, um, I, yeah, I, they, they are extremely reasonable and yeah, good portions, good food for the price. Absolutely. Yep. And if you're feeling extra, extra hoity toity, the St. Pete Yacht Club is also right near the track. Um, but to get in there and actually, you know, get a seat and get, get your bill paid, you've got to be either a member of that club or a member of any one of the Florida Council of Yacht Clubs, which is, if you're a Florida resident, might might be an option. There's about 37 clubs in the council and uh, it's a reciprocal agreement. So if you're a member of one of those clubs, you can pop into SPYC and uh, grab a drink, grab dinner, and uh, feel just as, as hoity-toity as you care to. <laughs> and we, uh, I say we did that last year. We did, in fact, yes. And, and they also make an, excellent bloody mary and, they do they do they have great food we've definitely got we've got it all figured out and when it comes to pouring the drinks here no question about it yes <laughs> yes oh and we somehow always seem to buddy up with the bartenders as well yeah well that's you know naturally we're, we all came up in the service industry so yeah those are our people they are our people <laughs> <laughs> they are our people oh <laughs> Good time. So what is your favorite thing of the whole weekend? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to go with I, I would tell you the start of the race. I don't know why, but there's there's something about the start of this particular race, probably because we've all had to endure several months of silly season, probably because. <laughs> I'm with friends that I typically haven't seen for four or five months. 
they're all in a great mood because they've come down from these atrocious states like Ohio and Pennsylvania and New York. And so they're, they're happy just to have the sun on their to have the sun on their face, but standing up in Grandstand 10 and looking down that straightaway as the whole pack comes roaring to the start, that's absolutely going to be the highlight of my weekend, without question. Uh, the, without the, question. the energy. The, the, the waiting is over, right? Yeah. The series is back, it's race day, and uh, and we can just get right to it. So yeah, like, that'll yeah. be for me absolutely the highlight. Yeah, no, that, that moment right there, it's like, it's electric. Yes, yep. yeah. Yeah. And second, second only to perhaps seeing Marco Andretti go upside down again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love you, Marco. I got nothing against you, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I know. He's not racing in this one. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he, I mean, if he ends up upside down, to the, upside down to this one, shit has really a, gone around. a lot of explaining to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit has not turned out the way he thought it was going to. I'll tell you that. His why, day, am even, why am I even on this racetrack? Right? Like, his day is foobard at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so who do you think is going to win the race this year? Uh, you're going to hit me with that and not who Who do I think is absolutely not going to win the race this year? Well, okay. Um, we can All right. So uh, no, we'll, we'll play it your way. I mean, there, there's a lot of really strong contenders here, right? Um, sure. We've got Scott Dixon back with Chip Ganassi. We've got Colton Herta with Andretti Autosport. Those guys are always a solid bet at this race. Um, I, I really love what Meyer Shank Racing is doing. And I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to have both Pagano and Castroneves uh, racing on the same team. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of anybody's game, and and of course you can never count out Joey Newgarden and and Will Power down there in Team Penske. There were a number of years where Will Power just dominated this track. He was all over it. Oh yeah. Um, so you know it's it's I would tell you it's going to be really hard to pick just one of those guys, but it'll be it'll be absolutely one of those guys. Tell you who it's not going to be. Number forty-eight, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I, I, not, I like, it's not going to be Jimmy. It's not going to, and it's just not going to be not. Jimmy. It's not. <laughs> I know. Luckily, well, he's just racing me. against himself. You know what? And it's exactly. okay. That kind of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? When when you don't care about the other race cars that are out there, you're just kind of racing to see if you can beat your last best time. So yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it. like you know, I, a part of me does identify with Jimmy because, like, that's how I was as a competitive swimmer. I wasn't that fast. Uh, I just really loved to swim, and so, yeah, no, I was usually just racing against my best time because I, I, I wasn't earning blue ribbons. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I feel like, yeah, my dad was like, "It's okay, honey. You're just, just, you know, beat your own best time. We're going for personal bests here, PBs." Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. No, just I'm I'm kind of looking over, looking over the names, and yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's some names here that I'll, I'm going to be interested just to see what they bring to the table. Because well, like Tatiana Calderon. There's there's a good example, right? Uh, so, De Francesco. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which he should do pretty well since he came up through the road to Indy. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's, I mean, he's raced on this course in different cars. Mm-hmm. So we've got a really, uh, really interesting rookie class this year, actually. We do, yeah. 
Yeah, we've got David Malukas. I'm interested to see how they do. Of course, I love Yunko's um, racing, so. Right. I hope, yeah, I hope Kalamila does well. Right, right. Let's see. Oh, and then uh, Lundgaard. So, gotcha, yeah. Yep, Lundgaard and uh, Rahal Rutterman Lanergren. <laughs> yes, Rahal Letterman Lanergren. Rutterman Lanergren. Yeah, he's um he's in for the full season, right, Christian Lundgaard? Yeah, he is. He's in the 30. He took Sato's in the 30 car. That's right. And Sato got bumped over to Dale Coyne, right? Yeah, because Dale and, Coyne likes to live dangerously. Yes, they do. And then and that displaced Romain Grosjean. And he ended up, remind me. Oh, he's over at Andretti. He was Andretti. Well, yeah. you know, Dale Coyne only signs one-year contracts. Mm-hmm. That he never funny. signs longer than one year. So, like, you're always driving for your seat. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And so it's know. a lot more impressive how many years he had Sebastian Bourdais, considering that he chose to he chose to renew him each individual year. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. So uh, help me out because I'm not sure my my list is probably not half as up to date as yours. But did Connor Daly end up at ECR? Did, is that where he landed? Yes. He, and it's a, it's a full season ride or, or a partial it, ride? Yes, it is a full season ride oh, in nice. the 20. Outstanding. Good, good, good. Yeah. No, good. It's full season ride. And Ryan Hunter Ray is uh, without a ride or did he work something out with ECR as well? I know there was he, some speculation about that at one time. There was. He is without a ride at this point. I don't know where he would possibly go. I just sent you um, my my up-to-date driver's list. Very good. Thank you. With car numbers, and then it also denotes when there's a team change. Um, awesome. You're, you're welcome. Awesome. I, I sometimes have my shit together. <laughs> very nice. Very, very it's nice. It's been happening a lot. I'll tell you what. Yeah, the other day at work, like by the end of my shift, it was one of those where I was like, you know, around 530, my brain was like, you can stay, but I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, enough. Enough is enough. Like, yep. I, I've had enough. I'm going home. You go ahead and finish out the shift. But <laughs> my brain was like, peace out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Well, and VK had a, you know, had an exciting season last year. So I'm excited to see how he does this year. Yeah, he's always fun to watch on the racetrack. Absolutely. He is. And I'll tell you who's even more fun to watch is his parents. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yes. Dude, his mom and dad could not be more excited, especially his dad. Oh, I um, bet. That is, yeah. that is too cool. Yeah. But no, I'm with you. I love Meyer Shank Racing. Love, love, love it. And uh, on the IndyCar content day, um, you know, of course, I had to say hi to Simon because I of love Of course. Him. Of course. And I actually said to him, I was like, you have no idea how happy I am about this. I go, because you're my favorite driver and now you're on my favorite team. <laughs> I was like, it's like the racing gods asked me personally, what would you like? Yeah. Well, so the racing gods brought me a gift in much the same way many years ago, but for for very different reasons. It was when Takuma Sato signed with AJ Foyt. 
<laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a circumstance that would generate more chaos than that particular pairing. You know what <laughs> that, I mean? That so particular it was, it, combination. It was, that, it was that same moment of synchronicity, like, oh, everything is going to be just lovely with this when this comes together. <laughs> you, all of a sudden, you turned into Lorne Michaels the day that Trump <laughs> announced his candidacy. That's exactly it. <laughs> you were like, the Ooh, material maybe, yeah. will never end. <laughs> Oh, bring on the carnage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. So uh, who do you think is going to be the first out at the race? Who do you think is going to? First out? Uh, well, it's, all, it's I feel like Dalton Kellett's a safe bet. Uh, I also feel like Jimmy Johnson's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, and or maybe you know one of these one of these rookies. Um, it, it, I'm really kind of curious to see how qualifying goes. Um, I'm really going to be looking at that closely before I before I make any any big call outs. Um, Sato's been known to go early. You know, if he tries to win <laughs> the race in the first couple of laps, um, this this track will not forgive you if you're if you're a little too crazy. It does not. It's it's just not. Not got that aspect to it whatsoever. Nope. But um, sure doesn't. Yeah, we've got. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Really, very interesting to see. Do you think we will uh, make it through lap one, turn one without uh, causing a yellow flag? You know, if we don't, I'm gonna pin it on one of the rookies. And I say that because I've been watching our veterans navigate that turn for the last several years with without an incident. Um, I think we got to go back to maybe 2019, but it was probably one of the cleanest races in that entire season. There, mm-hmm. there was almost all the laps went green, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was just great racing to see that happen. So that was yeah. Turn, turn one is treacherous, but it's it, and completely unforgiving if um, if you're trying to win the race early and and you want to be the last guy on the brakes, you're going to be the guy who's in the runoff or uh, or eating the wall. Yeah, and, and the and the you know the the part that always makes us clinch there is you don't want to see your veterans <laughs> taken out Get by collected. that early mistake, right? That's not yeah. at all what uh, that's not at all what you want to see, and and we've seen that uh, uh, all too often, I think, on this track. So, like yeah. I said, the last couple of years have been really clean, and um, yeah, barring any mechanical issues and and uh, overzealous rookies, I, I don't think turn one's going to give them too much trouble. Good deal. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm always just a little extra worried since it's the first race of the season. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, everybody's, you know, their adrenaline's up. Yeah, and, they're, they're just as jazzed up about it as we are. Yeah, right? Like, they've yeah. been missing it as much as we have. Like, yeah, everybody's jazzed and pumped and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully they get all, they shake all of that out of their system and practice. <laughs> Exactly. So the weather here has been phenomenal. It has been um, recently we've had lots of sunshine, very little rain, relatively low humidity. It's been, um, you know, anywhere in the mid 70s to the mid 80s. It gets a little cool at night, but, you know, this is the dead of winter for us. So, yeah, it it might drop down to the mid 60s once the sun sets. But I think (laughs) we're I think we're on target to have an absolutely beautiful race weekend, and I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm actually excited about the early uh, the early date of the race 
for the weather just to have it be just a little bit on the cooler side because yep. you know sometimes mid mid-march like mid-March, we've had some getting, really yeah. fucking hot days yeah and and the trouble here with all the humidity that we cook up is uh, a hot day often will will bring some rain showers with it too it sure and will so, yeah there's there's um I was looking back at some of the past race results at St. Pete, and there was a handful of races that were that were called short, I think. Let me see if I can find that again. There are a handful that were called short. Yeah, and almost always had to do with rain. Rain. So, yeah, 2008, shortened due to inclement weather. And then Which, 2010, yeah, it- uh, postponed. Uh, due to inclement weather <laughs> so yeah we've we're between the weather and the and the COVID-19 pandemic we've we've missed some laps occurring on the days they were supposed to but <laughs> uh, we're going to deliver this year I've got a great feeling about it I have a good feeling too I have a good feeling about it. it's going to be going to be a good race it's going to be a good year great time as always oh and I'll tell you what something else <laughs> that people should check out uh, right there by Stan 10 and obviously the hangar restaurant is right there and that's that's the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have helicopter rides that they offer throughout the entire weekend. <laughs> that's right. They do. They do. And you can you have a couple different options. You can just go around the racetrack. You can kind of loop just that area or you can get like the whole St. Pete, St. Pete Beach, like you know, hit that whole peninsula area. Um, <laughs> Careful with that word now. <laughs> peninsular. <laughs> yes. And yeah. uh, so, and honestly, because uh, I've done helicopter rides on uh, on vacation in Hawaii, uh, they're really reasonably priced. That's pretty cool to hear. That's I'm going to have to check that out. I, I actually got into a helicopter for the first time in early January this year, and uh, I, I can't wait to get back in. I, I cannot wait to go do it again. Oh, yeah. then we should do it because I've it always wanted to. All right, and I, I meant to the year that Alex came, and then we just kind of ran out of time, and then it was race day, and it was like, well, it's not going to happen on race day. But, yeah. yeah, me, you, and Alex should totally do it. All right. I like it. I will uh, I will make some calls in the morning, and we'll see if we can get that on the books. Yeah. Well, right. and, um, yeah. We can figure out which day because we'll want to I say I will. We should line it up with the schedule so that there's cars on track while we're up in the air. I like that plan. That's a that's a doable plan. Yeah. I mean, it can be the road to Indy or yeah, it doesn't make any difference to me. But yeah, we definitely should be up there where there's cars on track. That'll be cool. Yeah. So Friday, lots of stuff going on Friday and Saturday. Saturday be a good Saturday be a good choice. I think we got some. See, the schedule says uh, Indy Pro 2000 races early, 8 to 8.45. Mm-hmm. We got practice, second practice for the IndyCar Series, 9 to 9.45. Then the Mazda MX-5 Cup comes on. Then GT America comes on for their second race. And then we do qualifying at 12.30. So, yeah, Saturday might be might be a good option. Might be I think so. Good way to go there. Yeah. I think so. I think that'd be a very good option. All right. Excellent. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. But yeah, the rest of you, if you haven't done it, you should check it out as well, because helicopter rides are just cool as shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're just fucking cool. 
it's it is a fantastic way to see i think to see any place you know to, yeah. to see it from the air you really get a you get a perspective that you you're just not accommodated any other way and you get a real sense for you know what the place is all about and where things are located and and uh, you just can't beat it worth worth the price of admission absolutely. oh 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah it was uh molly and i actually uh took uh the helicopter ride in hawaii and it was very cool Ah, so you want to hear where I took mine? Yeah. We went, uh, we went over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Allie and, uh, and Kat and I got signed up and jumped in a little helicopter and they just tooled us all over the canyon and back. The whole thing was done in like 45 minutes, but um, we, we must have taken a million pictures between the three of us. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so... I have a very funny story about me attempting to see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's so, a big thing. I mean, how do you how do you attempt but fail to see the Grand Canyon? I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you how. <clears throat> so there are two places that you can see it on the south side. There's like the the regular national park on the south side, mm-hmm. and there's a national park on the north side. Right. But then also on the south side. Um, there's an Indian reservation on the southwest side of the canyon. Yes. Yep. And they offer you like have to park your car and and they offer tours and they have the cool like um sky view where you step out and it's like a glass floor like a yeah so you're like out over the canyon and can look down and have nothing be- below you and. So my friend Paul and I, we were in Vegas and we're like, it's only a couple hour drive. Like, let's check it out. We wanted to do the Grand Canyon. We want to hit the Hoover Dam. So, you know, it's like the Hoover Dam super close to Vegas. Yeah. Hit, hit that, headed on out to uh, the Grand Canyon. Well, we get there and this was our first time going there. And I just saw like, you know, OK, this Indian reservation, blah, blah. I didn't really pay. Well, they didn't have a lot of information on the website. And so I was just like, yeah, cool. We can go. And I assume like, you know, we are going to drive up and we'll be able to drive up. And there's the Grand Canyon. Well, no, they stop you like pretty far away. So we could see it like in the distance. So so we technically got to see it, but it was like the sun and we were like brushing against the sun because, well, we're gambling addicts and we had stayed up far too late because we were on a heater and Uh uh, shit happens. And and so (laughs) we are like, wait. We, we can't just drive up and see the canyon and take a picture. And they're like, no, like it's a whole thing. You have to get on a bus tour, blah, blah. They're like, when the sun's going down, like we don't have any more tours today. Yeah. And we're like, all right. Uh-huh. Okay. We didn't even make it up to the actual parking lot. Like oh. they stopped us at, at the gate before that. And That's so okay. we were like, all right, well, we're just going to pull over and take a couple pictures real quick and we'll be on our way. And so then <laughs> we ended up driving in the pitch black and we did mm-hmm. this twice um, back out of that area. And let me tell you, like, there is no dark, like desert dark with no moon. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I, like, I believe it, that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, and. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was not a fun drive. It's, it's like as much fun as driving when it's like borderline whiteout conditions. Just because you're like, if anything jumps out in front of me, I'm just not going to see it. In time. There's no chance. Absolutely. No chance whatsoever. No chance. <laughs> whatsoever. And so we failed that time. And the reason we had to drive so far in the dark is because we were driving down to Arizona to see my family. Um, and then we drove back up because we got cheap cheaper flights in and out of it was cheaper to fly in and out of vegas and rent a car than it was to fly into phoenix uh yeah 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 that that makes perfect sense right (laughs) well and we love to gamble so we were like the flights are cheaper we're borderline gambling addicts like yeah let's let's make it happen (laughs) so then there's a second time that we're in vegas and same thing but this time we know that we know the process right we have to – well, we think we know the process. We have to park our cars, and then a bus takes us to where we can see the Grand Canyon. So we go in, and because we actually make it on the property this time, and it's like the <laughs> gift shop and all that business. And so we're – you know, we go up to, like, buy tickets, and we ask them, and tickets were ridiculously expensive. As you'd expect. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right. It was more than I wanted to pay. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's the Grand Canyon, like whatever. But then we find out there's a bus and there are three stops and that the whole thing takes two hours. Now, we got there an hour before sunset. But the thing is, the last stop is the Grand Canyon. Oh, no. (laughs) The first two stops are other things that have to do with their culture and heritage, and I can very much appreciate that. And I was like, is this one of those where it's like a trolley situation where, like, there's one constantly running? And so it's like I could just stay on the bus till the third stop. Mm -hmm. No, No. that's not how it works. You stay on the bus. (laughs) Yeah, no, your bus stops. You all get off for how X amount of time, and then you all board the bus again. It's like being on a Greyhound. There's no just... You are you are literally the captive audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so again, we're like, we're not going to fucking pay this much to see the Grand Canyon in the dark. Yeah. And so we drove back to Vegas, and then we agreed that um, clearly the only way that we're going to see the Grand Canyon is by helicopter. Yeah, we have attempted twice by road. It's not the cards. <laughs> yep, that's that's the way to do it. And the good news is Grand Canyon's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's going to be it's there true. when you can get to it. It'll be there for you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yours. Yeah, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. I'll have to show you some of the pictures when I see you soon. Yeah, you will. You will. Uh, and um, isn't there? I say. I was trying to think if there were any any um, launches that were coming up around the race. Oh, great question. No, I, I didn't think to check on that, but. Yeah, I didn't think till right now. Let's see. Yeah, because that's always cool. Florida has a lot of cool things to see. We got a lot of stuff going on. We're, we're not uh, we're not all redneck Riviera alligator wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there's. <laughs> there, are, there are still some cool things to do. There are, which um, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Sarasota Jungle Gardens. Yeah, yeah. Um, home, home of the world's greatest uh, flamingos, in fact, yeah. 
it's it's wonderful it is a park with all kinds of birds and there's peacocks and there's different kinds of like um, macaws and uh, parrots and other birds that I don't remember their exact names but you know tropical birds with lots of colorful feathers uh, but also most importantly flamingos but it's free range exactly. so the birds are everywhere and the flamingos have kind of like their own area but they come out into the other areas and you know until we went last year I didn't really realize how tall flamingos were till it was till they were standing next to me yeah they're they're big birds no they doubt. are because from yeah, a distance you don't really get the fact that like a flamingo is like five six. Yeah, at least, yeah. At least, and, and yeah. That, and, that's, and that's when she's not trying to be tall, right? That's right? when she's like, not wearing heels. She's five six. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So here's your answer. Uh, looks like uh, SpaceX has a Falcon 9 that's going up on March 30, which is just a couple of days after race day. So race day is the 27th Sunday and Wednesday the 30th. Um, no, no. No, I might did I get that wrong? You're gonna have to edit that out if I got that wrong. No, well March 30 may be that, but the race is in February. Oh gracious, yeah, I'm off by whole month. Yeah, edit this all out. Make make me look less dumb than I actually am, if you would. Not please. gonna happen. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Oh, you're the best. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> so there there is a launch a month later. Yes. Yep. You just got to stick around a month and three days. And you can be here for the lunch. And you'll be here for the lunch. But, uh, you know, you can't stay with me that long. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's fair. Ain't going to happen. Fair. That is, yeah, that's valid. I mean, there's there's a reason I live by myself. <laughs> so, all right, let's let me hit you with a, a little trivia question, right? Yeah. Let's go all the way back to Champ Car versus IndyCar and, and, and the split. Can you tell me, true or false, the first St. Pete Grand Prix was a Champ Car series race? Any idea? I... This one surprised me, I'll admit. Uh, what year was the first one? 2003. See that now? Now I'm giving you big hints. Oh yeah, no, that that'd be IndyCar. <laughs> nope, it was, it was Champ Car. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, and the Canadian, it was a Canadian that won, none other than PT. That's right. That's right, Paul Tracy. Race, For Forsyth Racing. Yes. It was, it was the it was the Lola chassis back there on Bridgestone fires. Yep. And, uh, and a Ford engine. So, yeah, that's going back. That is going back. That's way back in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah. Ah. There's a lot of great history with St. Pete. Well, I'll tell you another driver that, um, unfortunately, is not racing in IndyCar this season, but has adopted St. Pete as their own, is uh, Sebastian Bourdais. That's He's right. got a couple of St. Pete. Uh, wins under his belt. And he does. He was back to back, in fact, uh, 2017, 2018, both with Dale, Dale Coyne. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves St. Pete. 
Sebastian Bourdais. Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or as my daughter refer to him, the other French driver. The other French driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we, as I now we have three. We've got uh, Ramon Grosjean. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's on their radar yet. So. <laughs> oh, well, he should be. I'll tell you what. He's going to be one to watch this year. You think so? Oh, I do think so. I'm calling that one. All right. I, yeah, I I think it might be. Yeah, I'll make this call now. I think it might be hurt his year for a championship. Okay. But I think Groshan is going to give every one of the heavy hitters a run for their money. Well, so you just named two Andretti drivers after telling me what a huge fan you were of Meyer Shank. So you want to put any kind of retraction around this or you, you're truly just an Andretti Autosport fan? I am a Herda fan and a oh, Groshan okay. fan. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, I'm going, he- you know, head and heart. Okay. My okay. heart is always with Simon Paginot and Meyer Shank Racing. Okay. And I would love to be proven wrong and for Simon to get another championship with Meyer Shank Racing. That would be nothing would awesome. make me happier. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But right. I do feel like it's a season where Grosjean is is really going to be a beast on the track. Okay, we will stay tuned for that. I, I've i learned over the years not to just dismiss any of your crazy ideas without uh, <laughs> without some disclaimer around them. You I know, mean, you know your stuff. I mean, what I, I else did, can you say? You know I, I did call it last year. Mm-hmm. I figured you might bring that up. <laughs> yep, I did call it last year. I said Pelot <laughs> was going to be the one to watch. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you fun. Wrong. Fun story about Polo for their uh, for the end of the season victory banquet. Um, I got to chat with some of the guys and take some photos as they were coming in. And Polo and Award started talking, but then they wanted to have a private conversation, so they started started talking in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. And so nobody else can understand, and I'm a hundred percent eavesdropping. <laughs> Because I can understand them. Um, But of course. But yeah, it was great. Like it was just, you know, award was, Pat, I was just congratulating him. And, you know, he was like, you know, great season. You know, you worked your ass off. You really deserve it. And, you know, Alex came back and he was like, man, you gave me a run for my money. He's like, you know, a couple different things. And like this championship would have been yours. I mean, he was just Mm -hmm. a very humble, humble winner. And yeah, they both were just like, you know, like, hey great season, you know, just good, good, good competitiveness, good, good sportsmanship. Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, good right stuff. On. So which, uh, which of these many race events coming up in the 2022 season that uh, is, is got you maybe looking to attend for the first time or maybe a particular favorite that you're, you're jazzed to get back to again? What's, well, and, I'm always jazzed to get back to St. Pete. Yeah, I mean, St. Pete's a completely acceptable answer after all. This is And, you know, Molly and I for years have referred to it as um, IndyCar Adult Spring Break. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because we all act like we're on spring break. Yes, yep, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first race of the season. We're like, yeah, it's like we've finally been let out of the house. Uh, 
yeah, it's, <laughs> it's adult spring break, and yeah, we maybe get a little overserved from time to time, uh, but <laughs> it's spring happen. break, so it's okay. Uh, so yeah, St. Pete's always high up on the list. Um, obviously, the 500. I mean, that goes without saying. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I. I'm really hoping I can get back to Portland this year because I really enjoyed that race and that track. Okay. Um, but if not Portland, I definitely want to make it to Laguna Seca this year. Okay. Because I've not cool. been there yet. And so I want to go and spend a little extra time and like do some wheel watching or maybe, you know, do a scuba dive or something. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh... all right. So, so it sounds like you're going to, look to be spending some time on on the left coast i, I mean the west coast right a little yeah <laughs> i say just i say one weekend it'll either be portland or laguna seca um but probably not both but i don't think i have any new tracks um obviously i'll be at mid ohio love mid ohio and that is always one of my one of the races i look forward to the most it's just the energy there is just so much fun it's like a state fair combined with a music festival and yeah. we have fast cars yeah like yes that's the energy there's like state fair and music festival where we're all family we're all a little dirty by the end of the weekend but like it's okay but then you've got all the great fair food and that kind of vibe yes yeah we've got no, a I've, midway I've, I've been to that race i i think once i don't think twice um and yeah, you're right. It was I, what I remember most about that that event was it was so big, and I was so glad we had access to a golf cart because if we'd had to schlep around that whole place, I think my feet and legs would have fallen clean off. Oh Pretty. my gosh, there's no way. Um, we luckily uh, Doug Doug Thornton told us, you know, it, it's a golf cart's not optional. Just you know, like budget for it now, and he was correct. And I'm glad that we didn't have to learn that the hard way. Yes. Yeah. That, that was uh, absolutely fantastic advice. <laughs> without, mm -hmm. a doubt. without a doubt. Yeah. That and Road America. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. That one's even worse. I've not been to Road America. I, I've I, not not there yet. So we'll see. The one I would love to see in person, and I think you've been there several times, is Texas. I have not I have not seen Texas. I've only been there once, actually, but it is fantastic. I actually won't be at Texas uh, this year because I am going to go for the first time to Sebring. Oh, Sebring's fun. You're going to be right down the street from us then. Yeah, so I was going to say. A short hop from here. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want to come to Sebring, I'll yep. be there. Yeah, yeah, yep. Give me, uh, give me the dates and the times and we'll find a way. Excellent. Excellent. So, all right. Well, I think I have uh, kept you hostage for long enough. <laughs> good, good, good. The check's in the mail. My ransom is on the way. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Jay, thank you again so much for joining us and for all the insider info about St. Pete and the fun facts. Absolutely. Um, My pleasure. And, and again, um, make sure to check out Fast Cars, Fast Girls online. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and it, uh, you can link to all that from the website, www.fastcarsfastgirls.com. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, Lodge. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. So if, if you need a cast iron skillet, 
look no further. You want to buy a lodge skillet. Um, The connection there is um, my great, great grandfather started that company um, back in 1896. So we make all kinds of cast iron cookware and chances are pretty good that uh, if you go through your mother's or your father's cabinets, you will find some lodge skillets in there. They uh, they traveled west on the uh, on the with the pioneers and we're still at it today, 126 late, years later. So thank you for mentioning that, Abby. Appreciate it. Yeah, you are welcome. And I got a very cool one. Actually, you got it for me. Um, that the bottom of it actually has Rosie the Riveter on it. That's so right. it was one of the Americana, uh-huh. um, Americana series. series. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's all kinds of really fun different types of uh, of cast iron skillets and pans and Dutch ovens and yeah. yeah, check them out, lodgecast.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, thanks again, and uh, see you in about a week. Yes, yeah, see you in about a week, and I'm sure we'll get to see meet some of your listeners in person too. That'll Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't uh don't ever be shy about coming up to say hello. We look forward to seeing right. you. Yep. And Abby carries a, a a permanent marker, sometimes a dry erase marker, <laughs> so she can <laughs> find those autographs. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I do. It's Um, true. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.